What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. And we are back again in the studio today. Uh, once again, uh, because we are at the end of May, uh, moving into uh, June, uh, you know, end of spring, we're kind of in that transition uh, period. We are now talking about the 2020 football season. Now, as I've said before, uh, this show, what we wanted to do is we want to bring you guys inside of college football. We want to we want to take the common fan uh, that is either in the stands on Saturday uh, supporting their favorite team or if they're sitting at home watching their favorite team on TV. We want to talk to the coaches and get inside their brains. We want to get inside, pick their brains Ask what it is really like on that side uh, of the spectrum. You know, what is it like? Why? Like, we want these uh, coaches uh, to be able to answer some questions, ask them some questions, and overall just get people excited uh, for this upcoming season. Last year, uh, we were able to pull uh, a few coaches. Uh, you know, we're really grateful for all of them that came on our show last year. And this year, we're working uh, really hard to not only uh, bring back some of the fan favorites that we had last year, but bring on new coaches of the fan favorites. Uh, and this one in particular, uh, we're bringing on Weber State University. Uh now this podcast is is especially uh, awesome. I guess I, I uh, it's going to be a really memorable podcast for me. Number one, uh, because I grew up as, as you guys have known, and 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 as the fans have have followed, get the ball rolling. We've talked a lot about Weber State, and uh, we were able to go to you know Weber State games uh, this last year. But I grew up uh, just south of Ogden. Uh, Ogden is in uh, Weaver County, and I grew up in Davis County, so just the county adjacent uh, to Ogden. And this is one of the one of the premier universities. I mean, I absolutely loved it when I was a little kid. Uh, you know, if you were, uh, if it, what else are you going to do on a Saturday, right? Then go watch some Weaver State football. Ever since I was a little kid, I remember going up uh, to Stewart Stadium and watching Weaver State football. That was that was just what our family tradition was. Uh, we didn't go every single week, but we tried to make you know three or four times a week when I was a little kid. And then uh, we'd stay there for basketball. We'd go up watch the basketball games. We'd go watch uh, the track and field because. Of course, I'm a runner, so I, I love uh, that kind of sport. But ever since I was a little kid, I mean, we're talking three or four years old. I remember, uh, you know, going back and watching them. My earliest memory uh, of Weber State is when they were playing Idaho State uh, way, way, way back. I mean, we're talking, you know, more than a decade ago, a couple decades ago. I remember watching uh, Weber State play Idaho State. I remember uh, Waldo, that's their mascot, the Weber State Wildcats. Yeah, wow, Waldo the Wildcat. I remember him walking around and uh, getting pictures with him. So this has been, this is really kind of a, a special podcast. Weber State and, and really all Utah schools. I mean, not saying that, uh, you know, schools outside of Utah aren't as important, but but just being from Utah, being able to talk to these coaches, it really makes it super special for me. Uh, also, to, to add to, to this being very special, uh, when I was a little kid, I, I've had to, I had to go through some surgeries. 
And uh, I was born with a cleft lip and cleft palate. And so I had to do some reconstruction of, of my face and stuff like that. And when, where, where this all happened uh, was at the University of Utah Medical Center, uh, Primary Children's in, in Salt Lake. And uh, if you're not familiar with Salt Lake and you're just out there listening, uh, Salt Lake's the capital of Utah. And the, the University of Utah kind of sits up on the eastern bench uh, of the city. And the hospital, uh, you know, a lot of the, the University of Utah has a wonderful medical program. And a lot of the, the students, Students, they do the residency there uh, so that, you know, they're studying down at the university. They go up to the hospital and they kind of do their thing. So I was able to be around a lot of university students when I was a little kid. And uh, I remember one particular surgery. It, it was it was a pretty tough surgery. Uh, you know, it, it was when they – it was called a bone graft where they were, they were implanting a, a different – like a different part of my body, like a different bone uh, from my hip up into my mouth. So then that, that way my palate would be formed correctly. Anyway, but I remember uh, a window. As I looked out, I could see the University of Utah football stadium. And for me, that was just kind of my – my hope, I guess, if that's what you want to say. Uh, it gave me, it was like, you know what? I'm strong. I can get through these surgeries. I'm only, you know, seven or eight years old, but I can do it. And I remember looking at that University of Utah Stadium uh, because I had to go down on me with my doctors a lot. We spent a lot of time around the university walking around, you know, get down to Salt Lake, a, you know, an hour early and we'd go to the bookstore. We'd go uh, walk around and try, you know, go into the, the football stadium and see what it looked like and stuff. And so as a little kid, I I began to kind of be drawn to the University of Utah. Now, my family, you know, there are other fans, and, and and that's fine. But but me myself, I was drawn to the University of Utah, and I really think it can it goes back to you know that just being a beacon of hope, football being a beacon of hope for me, just being able to see the stadium and just be like, you know what, it's going to get better. I'm going to be able to go home. I'm going to be able to play football again. I'm going to be able to go play with my friends and all of that. Well. Uh, our next, you know, our guest on this on the show is tied to both of these programs. Uh, uh, his name is Coach Jay Hill, the head coach of Weber State uh, University right now. Uh, he's in his entering his seventh year uh, as the head coach at Weber State, but he actually spent, uh, I believe, thirteen years prior to Weber State at the University of Utah. And uh, as a little kid, I was able to to meet the coaching staff. Uh, I remember uh, meeting Coach Hill. I mean. I, mean, I was just a little tyke at that, you know, the the red and white games and stuff like that. And I remember uh, meeting, you know, Coach Whittingham. I, I remember meeting Coach Meyer uh, when I was little. And so that I, that though, so it was kind of like a, a a double whammy for me. And that's what makes this podcast super special. Not only, uh, you know, Coach Hill was tied to the University of Utah, but now he's the head coach of Weaver State. So big parts of my childhood uh, were these two universities, and and it's going to be awesome to have him, you know, come on the show. And then talk about it. Uh, Weaver State, for those of you who who uh, you know are new to the FCS or following the FCS, they last year they made it to the semifinals. It was the first time ever that they had gotten past the quarterfinals. Uh, they were they beat Montana in an absolute slugfest to get there. It was a wonderful game. We were there. Uh, if you if you don't believe me, go check on Twitter at Get Rolling Nineteen. We have pictures. We were there. Uh, you know, it was a wonderful atmosphere. Uh, I'll definitely I'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, once when I ask him a couple questions about that and stuff, but uh, they they were able to beat Montana to get there. They beat Kenosha State uh, to be able to play Montana. They had the first round uh, by so kind of uh, an exciting thing. 
for Weber State. I believe uh, in the final standings, they had them uh, third overall. Uh, here I get, uh, I get the ball rolling. We put them a third at all. And, uh, you know, last year we spent a lot of time talking about this team. You know, I'm like, guys, don't sleep on them. You need to keep, you need to watch this team. Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. And, 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 you know, week after week, I saw these rankings come out. I'm like, man, I don't know, but there's something special in Ogden. And uh, I actually had to go see for myself. I watched the, the North Dakota game live last year. Uh, we were down on the sideline watching that game. And then, of course, the Montana game. So we were able to come from St. George, beautiful, sunny St. George, up to snowy Ogden uh, to watch that. Uh, you know, quarterfinal game. What a wonderful atmosphere it was. Anyway, so uh, super excited. Uh, this next year, Weber State is bringing in some pretty, you know, high caliber opponents. They're going to have some amazing football this year. So really excited. Uh, we're going to be calling up Coach Hill right now. And then so stay tuned. We're going to have a break. After the break, we'll we'll patch him in. I'll make sure that uh, we can get the audio and everything right. And then uh, we'll bring him in, talk a little bit about it, uh, analyze the upcoming season. Uh, uh, and we're going to hear from him coming straight from the head coach himself. Super awesome uh, to have him. Thank him again for coming to be willing to come on the show. But uh, after the break, Coach Jay Hill of Weaver State University. All right. Today on the show, we are bringing on Coach Jay Hill of Weaver State University. He has guided the Wildcats uh, to multiple Big Sky titles, an FCS uh, semi final playoff appearance this last year uh doing some amazing things how are you doing today coach doing great doing great awesome you, you staying safe during this pandemic well we're trying to it's been crazy obviously for everybody just uh, a definite change of lifestyle and uh things slow down a lot players have not been around campus for two months now and so it's definitely changed but we're, we're staying healthy and doing what we can obviously to to help with social distancing and all the other things we've been asked to do. That's good because we need Weaver State football come the fall, right? Absolutely, we do. <laughs> For sure. All right, Coach. Well, we're going to start at the beginning of uh, of your career at the University of Utah. What kind of influence did Coach McBride, Coach Meyer, and Coach Whittingham have on you as a coach? And what kind of things do you implement or do you take from them that you now you know take to Weaver State as as the head coach? Well, their influence was huge on me. Uh, just the, the experience I had as a player under Coach McBride is one of the big reasons why I went back to coach. Uh, and then my first two years coaching, Coach McBride was the head coach. And I mean, I can't say enough about what he did for my career and what he's meant to me as a player and a coach. And then Coach Whittingham was the defensive coordinator there at the time. I got super close with him while I was playing. And then uh, obviously was with him the very most. And that, that guy's just, he's a brilliant football mind. And um, as a young coach trying to take it all in and learn as much as you can, he was phenomenal for me. And then Urban Meyer, I mean, obviously everybody knows about that guy. He's a master motivator. He's unbelievable at getting his teams to play at a high level. And just watching what he implemented and how he made some changes to what we were doing, uh, was huge for me. So as a young, impressionable uh, coach, those guys were um, big to be around. And then Gary Anderson falls in that group too uh -huh. as one of those mentors that I had. And then when I was young, I was lucky to be around some of the best assistants in the game. I mean, Kalani Satake, Aaron Roderick, Andy Ludwig, those guys are just huge in my development. 
Oh, sweet. Uh, so, you know, you spent some time at the University of Utah. What made you ultimately say, you know what? I want to step out from being an assistant. I want to go be a head coach. What made you ultimately decide, you know what, Ogden, Utah, Weaver State University, that's where I want to go? Well, it was a bunch of things. I, I needed to do, I needed something different. Um, it just just because I don't want to say I was comfortable, but I had been there for so long and was doing the same thing. I was a special teams coordinator. We had tons of success and things were going good, but I needed to stretch myself. I needed to just grow as a, as a coach. And part of doing that was putting myself in a new situation. And the opportunity came up at Weber state. I always wanted to be a head coach and I believed in what this program could be. So, you know, we took the leap of faith and it's been great for us. Yes, for sure. I will. I have to agree with that. And so like as you as you moved to Weber State, I mean coming from, you know, the Pac-12, University of Utah, you moved to Weber State. What was the recruiting right like the first couple of years? Were you focusing like on local kids? Were you focusing more on the national stage? And how has that recruiting kind of I mean now you guys, I mean super successful this last year semifinals has it changed since your first couple of years i mean talk a little bit about how recruiting has you know when it started and how it's changed well we focus in state for sure we uh, we did when we first got here we still do um that's not our, our only focus so we recruit the surrounding states a lot california arizona las vegas washington uh you know some oregon but uh, the big thing was we had to up the caliber of player that we were recruiting and we needed to get better in all on in all aspects in all position groups so that's what we did we just went out in our first couple of years here we signed 35 guys each of the first two years or so and completely changed the roster and when we did you know the 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 play the level of play just went up and up and up and um, I think coaching, is uh, a little overrated sometimes it's all about players if you have great players you got an opportunity to be good as we got more and more successful we continued to get more players that that could play at a high level now we had some great one those first couple classes so i can't say that it's got way better but it does help i mean it gets you in on a different caliber kid you you can battle some of maybe the lower mountain west schools now in recruiting mm -hmm. and with, with facilities and the success we've had uh we are definitely uh recruiting uh i would say on average better players yeah for sure yeah, I mean, you guys just added a brand new facility, right, just uh, north of the end zone. So I bet that has a pretty big impact. So, like, when you are recruiting, you're talking about, you know, upping up the, or stepping up the player. Are you looking – so are you going out for, like, best overall player or are you – you know what? This guy is a system fit. You know, he's got the grit. He's got, you know, kind of like that culture. Or is it just, you know, best overall, you can come and play. We, we want you. How, how does that kind of shake out? Well, it's – it's kind of everything you just said. I mean, you're recruiting to a position group, so you, you can't go out there and have 15 quarterbacks. That's just <laughs> not how it works. So, so if you have one you love in a given year, if you already have six or seven, you probably can't take another one. Um, but there are times where I tell the coaches, hey, listen, no matter what, we, we will take a difference maker. If he's that good, uh, we'll, we'll take one. 
So, so it's a fine line to balance those two things. I know that those sound like they contradict what I just said, but you're trying to balance position groups and have the right numbers, and then you're trying to get the best overall players in place. And then sometimes there's system guys um, where you're just bringing them in because they're tough, they're great leaders, they were uh, on winning high school teams, and they're going to bring a winning uh, attitude to your team. But uh, for the most part, you're just trying to get each position group the best it can get talent-wise. Okay. All right. Uh, I like that a lot. That, that makes a lot of – I mean I can see how it kind of contradicts, but it makes sense in my brain how you explained it. So when you ended you know, 2014 season, you finished your first year coaching, and you sat down like a lot of us do. You say, you know what, where am I going to be at five years from now? When you look back, do you feel like, you know, would you have ever thought, you know, we're going to be playing in the semifinals? Did you meet your goals or did you exceed those goals that you had back in 2014? Well, I definitely thought that. I'd never came here if I didn't think that we could we could have built this thing into a national contender. I would have never come. Uh-huh. Um, so we are starting to reach the goals that I thought we could have. You know, winning conference championships was definitely the main goal. And we've done that. And now being a national contender was a goal and we've done that. Now now we gotta up that. We gotta take another step forward and see if we can really go out and win a national championship or play in a national championship game. And um there's definitely another step forward that we can take um in a lot of areas. We can continue to be better as coaches. We can continue to try to up the level level of talent on our team and then just overall execution. Those are things that we can keep getting better at. Okay. And so, I mean, I've, I've noticed that Weaver State, you guys are always scheduling some pretty, I mean, big-time opponents. I mean, you played University of Utah in 2018. Last year, played San Diego State in Nevada. Also, Northern Iowa, which is a really good FCS team. This year, you're playing Wyoming. You know, next year, you guys start your, your thing with uh, the home-and-home home series with James Madison. Why are you going out? Why are you going out and playing these super tough dogs instead of you know packing it in and playing less talented opponents? Is there like a a benefit to playing like the big dogs, or kind of speak a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I mean, if if you're gonna if you're gonna play against the best at the end of the year, you better know what they look like. And so, if you're just scheduling easy wins, that's not going to get your team better. And it's for sure not going to get you prepared for the teams that you're going to face at the end of the year. Um, like last year, playing San Diego State, we weren't going to play another team better than San Diego State for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to get ready for North Dakota State or James Madison, quite frankly, you need to play. You need to play San Diego State. You need to play Wyoming. You got to play the University of Utah, and those are the games that will get you used to knowing what you're going to face late in the playoffs. Okay. Well, that make I mean that that makes a lot of sense. I really I like that as well. And then so we're let's talk a little bit about last year. We were there. I was there. You know, purple rain in, in, in when you guys played Montana. You guys were able to force five interceptions. Now, was that something that you scouted from the first time? Like, hey, you know, on on you know third down, we know they're going to do this. Or was it just, you know, your players being in the right place at the right time? Was it like instinct or did you guys scout, look, we know what, you know, Dalton Sneed is going to be doing in those kind of situations? Well, it's it's all that, what you said. We, I, mean, I think we did a little better job of scouting and trying to put our players in position to make plays. And I think the players did an unbelievable job that week of studying film and knowing what Sneed was going to do. 
Um, it's a combination of him making some mistakes and our players making some huge plays. Uh, the weather might have had a little bit of a factor in that deal. It just overall, I mean, it could have been a combination of a bunch of things. I do think that the first time we played was a horrible representation of who we were as a team. And the second time we played was much closer to us. So, uh, you know, we played better at home than we played up there for sure. Yeah. Now at the end of the night, you know, you go home, you're laying in bed, you know, how did you feel? Do you, were, were you, was it like, Hey, you know what? We just did something that we've never done before. Winning the quarterfinals, we're moving on. Were you satisfied? Were you happy, happy about that? Or were you like, you know what, let's get to work. Let's get focused on James Madison. Yeah, no, I don't think you ever do that. I don't think you ever sit back and say, oh man, we've arrived. We just, we just did something cool. In football, you don't have time to do that. As soon as we won, our players and myself were, it was all focused on James Madison because we knew how good they were and how good we were going to have to play. And so we just put our focus and attention into them and knowing we were going to have a short travel week, you know, and uh, it just, you don't have time to pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Well, that makes, that makes a lot of sense, but that was a, that was a big time victory. So now switching to the 2020 season, what are you guys most excited about and what are your goals in during the 2020 season? Well, just continuing to see if we can take that next step. I mean, that, that's exciting to me and see if we can, you know, get some of these young guys that we just signed in and get them part of the part of the team this year. And can some of those guys make us even better than we were last year is going to be a key part. We have a very veteran team coming back. So uh, seeing how they've responded to the coronavirus and how they show up in the next couple of weeks whether they're in great shape or whether we're going to have to get them going, just the challenges of, uh, like I say, trying to take another step forward and get a little better is exciting to me. Uh, the goals are always the same. We're going to set our goals to win a big sky championship, get in the FCS playoffs, have playoff wins, multiple wins in the playoffs. And then this year, hopefully play for a national championship. For sure. Well, we will definitely be there. Uh, I'm, I particularly am excited for the Dixie state game. Uh, you know, I being a student there, I'm excited to watch there and we'll be, we'll be three or four Weber state games. We'll be there watching you guys and, and cheering you guys on. Okay. Can't uh, wait. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, coach. Alrighty, and that was Coach Jay Hill, the head coach of the Weaver State Wildcats. Now, again, what a wonderful opportunity this was. Big shout out to him. Uh, again, I feel like we've been able to cross paths in, in, in a lot of different ways, and I've been able to uh, see him, meet him. A wonderful guy. And uh, again, big shout out to Coach Hill and uh, the Weaver State Wildcats, just kind of their uh, – you know, everything that they've been able to accomplish and stuff. Now, a lot of things were really interesting with this podcast as, as we kind of break it down. Of course, I want to talk to a little bit about uh, the University of Utah. And if I had a little bit more time, and this wasn't specifically a Weaver State, doc, uh, not documentary, sorry, uh, Weaver State podcast, you know, I probably would have sat there and asked more questions. Well, you know, Urban Meyer, what did he mean by being a, a master motivator? You know, what did Coach Anderson or Coach Ludwig uh, teach him? But, you know, where it's a Weaver State one, I got to give Weaver State the plug. And that's what we're talking about here. Uh I think, you know, one of the coolest things I think 
in this entire interview, and as, as I'm kind of mulling over it in, in my head, I really think when he said, I didn't, if I didn't believe that we could win a national championship here at Weber State, I wouldn't have come. I mean, this was a guy, Jay Hill. I mean, he was 13 years, I believe, at, at the University of Utah. Uh, he was touted as one of the best recruiters. Uh, you know, he has accolades. You can go on uh, the Weber State, uh, you know, sports website, football webpage, and you can read everything that he was able to accomplish at the University of Utah. And uh, even in his playing career, had a, had a pretty good playing career as well. But no, you know, it's he, he has his reputation as this amazing recruiter. And I'm sure, you know, he has been floated around for a lot of jobs and he, and he had a lot of job interviews, but he decided on Weber State because he felt he could, he could uh, you know, win a national championship. That is telling. And if you have a coach that is that dedicated and wanted to be at this program that bad, I mean, all bets are off. They're going to do it. It's not It's not if, it's when. I mean, honestly, I see that. And growing up around Weber State as a little kid, I, I don't remember going to very many playoff games. But this, these last couple years, Maine, yep. Check and uh, you know, Kenosha State Weaver fans, check. Oh, and we had uh, what Southeast Missouri the year before, check Montana, check. Too bad we couldn't get the two seed because it, it, James Madison and Ogden cannot wait. 2021, everyone, 2021, I mean, that would be amazing. And uh, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm just in awe at what Weaver has become, uh, from Coach Hill. And then also, you know, we talked a little bit about recruiting, he said we needed to upgrade and. I really like that because I think, I mean, of course you want kids to fit a system, but I think it's, uh, college football and maybe not so much the NFL, but college football is all about adapting. You know, if you have a scrambler quarterback that can run a, you know, a four, four forty, of course you're going to be scrambling. You're going to be moving the pocket a little bit. You're not going to sit him back in a pocket and just have him sling the pill all over the place. No, you're going to be rolling out the pop. You're going to be moving it. You're going to have your guards and your tackles pulling. Of course, that makes sense. So really, really telling there. Really like that. And, you know, I I think that, uh, you know, Weaver State has changed. You can tell there is a certain air about Weaver State. Uh, I mean, in the national media as well, they're talking about them. I love it that they talk about Weaver State. Being a kid just south of Ogden, I'm like, heck yeah, that's my team. That's my town. You know, uh, so many of my friends, I mean, the majority of my high school, people I went to high school, went to Weber State. Sure, a few went to Utah State, a few, you know, went to BYU, Utah, it's kind of scattered about. I'm one of the few down here in St. George. But for the majority of people, they go to Weber State. So it's like friends, family, everyone, Weber is tied to our community. And you can tell there's a different air about it. And I really think... Thanks to Coach Hill, he's been able to enact this change and push Weber State forward, and I, and I absolutely love it. I love the philosophy as well. Josh Davis, I mean, they they feed that man the rock. This last year, he was an all-star. He's coming back. Cannot wait. I believe he went to Alta High. Uh, could be wrong, but, you know, just uh, down in Salt Lake. If you're pulling a kid like that out of, you know, the virtually the University of Utah's territory, I mean, you're doing something right there. And then also, another big one kind of just kind of wrapping up my thoughts on this i loved it you know in 2018 they play the university of utah they play san diego state last year nevada northern iowa who played james madison in the quarterfinal mind you played them really well too really uh kind of a slugfest out there i believe it was raining that game so it wasn't like a super high scoring game you know this year they're playing wyoming in northern iowa 
and and they're you know they have the home and home series with with James Madison and it's like well why why go out and and lose you know play the University of Utah you know you're probably you know kind of like what Coach Watts said you know you're well we're gonna well it's like a no win situation uh, for those teams because if Weber State gives them a game for the, against the University of Utah well then it's like man well, what's going on with the university and if they win it's like oh man sky is falling down but no they went out and played this but it made sense from from you know a Weber State perspective instead of you know like a Penn State or like you know your University of Utah looking down on everybody it makes sense that you want to play the best who cares? Wins and losses, it doesn't matter in the FCS. What matters is that you're playing through November, through December, and into January. That's what matters in, in the FCS. Who cares if you if you lose three or four games? If you get into that playoff, all bets are off. You got the first round. You got the, the second round. Uh, you got the quarters, the semifinals. That's it. What is it, 20, I believe 26 teams make it? I, I think so. I, I I might need to fact check that. But like, I mean, like that's it. So you gotta play the best. You gotta be the best. And also, I love the James Madison thing because you got you want to see them before they actually before you play them. What, what I mean, you think about it. Montana last year, Weaver State went up. They did lose to Montana. It wasn't. I mean, I watched a little bit of the game. I'm like, this is not what Weaver State football is. And then you know, uh, a lot of the media. Well, you know, Weaver State. You know, they played well, but I don't know how good they are. Looking like Montana going to be the best out of the Big Sky, Sacramento State. And I stayed true and I said, look, it was a setback, but this is what's going to build a championship team. This is what's going to build for the postseason. This last year, uh. I'll have to go back and find the clip so I can put it in uh, our weekly podcast. But they go to Montana. They lose 16-35 to 35 on the road. They came back, took care of Idaho State, got the first round by, played Keenishaw State, uh, you know, the the, the, the week after, uh, after Keenishaw State beat Wofford. And then who did they get? They got Montana, and they knew it. And that's why I asked about, you know, about Dalton Sneed. You were able to force five turnovers. How was that? Well, because they had seen them the year before, or the a couple weeks before. Now you're going to say, "Well, Tyler, you know that's just a, that's a happenstance. The schedule happened to be like that." No, no, because that San Diego State game prepared them for it. That Nevada game prepared them for it. They lost six points, six points to San Diego State on the road. They only lost six points to Nevada. These are Mountain West schools, people. This team is legit, and they're building it. Like, if I'm a Mountain West school, I am not scheduling Weaver State. I would be scared because you're going to get a good game, and the media is going to be like, geez, San Diego State, what the heck happened, man? Nevada, you only beat them by six? Geez, because you don't think of Weaver State. You're like, oh, well, FCS, it's a Division II. A lot of people think that. I don't know why, but they're like, oh, Division II. No, these guys are good, and they're building. You know, And he's able, he's able to go, again, into BYU and Utah State – and Utah's backyards and take these kids and make them into a championship level team. Absolutely incredible. Uh, but I really like that. I mean, that last year, uh, if you want to go on Twitter, at GetRolling19, you can see the pictures that we took at that game. Incredible game. Amazing atmosphere. The Purple Rain was out. Uh, that's what they call the fans there at Weber State. 
And it was loud. Uh, it was so cold. I mean, it was snow and and wind and just yuck. I mean, if you've you've never been to Weber State or never been to Ogden, it's pushed up against the mountain. Man, I don't always feel like in Utah we're talking about mountains. I guess that's our state we live in. But no, it's pushed up against the uh, the, the eastern bench just below Ben Lomond Peak. Uh, beautiful stadium. If you've never been there, it's worth a Google. I mean, when when the sun's setting, it is absolutely gorgeous up there. A little bit cooler, always a little bit of a breeze. Uh, I've been able to run a couple track meets there, so I uh, and been there quite a bit. But no, seriously, beautiful setting. Uh, once when the clouds kind of lifted. Uh, there was a break. I remember about halftime, uh, the clouds kind of lifted and it wasn't as, uh, snowy and wet during the second half, but man, it was a slugfest. So much fun. Uh, so much intensity. I told, uh, my wife when I got home, I said, you know, I don't, I know I've been to a lot of intense games, but I've been, uh, you know, I saw the TCU, uh, play the university of Utah with Annie Dalton and and when the U was really good, and I've been into a lot of pretty intense games. I mean, I saw BYU play Texas. That was a pretty intense game. Uh, I was there in person for it. So, you know, you're like, oh, man, that was a pretty intense game. No, this, this Weber State game is probably top three all time, if not the most intense game I've been to. Quarterfinals, y'all. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, excited about the 2020 season. He's ready for the players to get back. Uh, again, come back safely, uh, come back healthy, ready to go. I think a lot of, uh, you know, this whole, you know, pandemic thing as it shifts out, the the coaches, the coaches that have a culture set in place are going to be the cultures and the players and the coaches that succeed. I, I mean, I'm, I'm hundred percent. If you're a new coach, it's a little bit scary right now because you're like, I'm meeting these players. Don't really know what's going on. I don't know what, where to put them. That's, that's a little nerve wracking. But when you have a set culture like Coach Hill has had for the last six years and built it, they're going to come out guns a-blazing. And uh, they are bringing back a tremendous amount of offensive and defensive talent. Cannot wait to see what they do this next year. All right, so we're going to break down the schedule for you guys. Uh, They start... At Wyoming, uh, really interesting game out there in Laramie. Uh, Laramie sits about 8,000 feet, which is actually higher than Ogden. So definitely kind of a high-altitude game. Uh, first, you know, real shot, real good look at Weber. Uh, then they go on the road to the, what is it, the the Northern Iowa Dome uh, out there in Cedar Falls. Excited to watch that game. Uh, hopefully ESPN will be able to put it on because it is going to be uh, a very interesting game game. Uh, after that, they play their first home game, home against UC Davis on September 26th. Uh, they go on the road to Cal Poly. Cal Poly, well, I mean, of course, this is all barring the you know pandemic and everything. Uh, the California schools, they did say that California could open up for pro sports. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully by you know October, Weaver State's going to be able to go on the road to Cal Poly. Uh, afterwards, we'll definitely be in uh, in person to watch this game and the next game. We have Dixie State on the 10th and Montana State on the 17th. Uh, of course, you know, uh, I actually, uh, fun fact, I did take a couple of classes from Weber State. In, in high school, you can take college classes, and it's offered through Weber State at your high school. So technically, I guess, you know, part of my degree, uh, I think 30 credits came from Weber State. So technically, alumni of both schools have kind of, you know, two feet in, in both uh, ponds there. Excited to watch that game, see my Trailblazers play, see my Wildcats play. Uh, and then afterwards, really excited, big, I'm like circling this game as we speak, uh, against Montana state excited to see what the bobcats bring back i think that's a really good matchup of course uh i believe they were all you know uh you know last year montana state beat montana and and so 
I don't believe – yeah, Weber State didn't play Montana State last year. Let me make sure. Fact check. Yeah, no. Uh, Ma- they didn't play last year, so it'll be a really good game this year. Um, then they go all the way up to Cheney on the 24th. Excited to see what the Eagles do. I mean, we're two years removed. What was it, like them being like national power? Uh, last year only went 7-5, and five, so interesting to watch that game. Then they're at uh, the whole arena uh, against Idaho State, home against Portland State. That's a special one. My wife uh, grew up near Portland, so she knows of the Vikings. And then they're actually at SUU, and we will also be there. Uh, and so that's actually my wife's birthday. I'm going to have to do some like begging and pleading to go watch uh, SU play Weber State on that game. And then they finish up uh, regular season play on uh, the 21st against Northern Colorado and McCaffrey's, uh, you know, North Cal- Northern Colorado Bears. Excited to watch all of these games. Uh, I, again, I think the, these guys are going to be a national power. Uh, I think James Madison really will. I think they're going to take a little bit of a dip this year. Uh, they're losing a lot of their talent, which they've had over the last few years. Uh, and Weber State brings back everybody. I think the semifinal is the minimum where I see Weaver say I really see them as you know top four if not top two in the entire country and everybody I mean like if you're going to see it and 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 call it if they lose you know to Wyoming I mean I I could imagine them right now like beating Wyoming they have the talent to do that and the media is going to kind of forget about them uh they'll kind of be put on the back burner just like they were after the Montana loss and then everyone's going to realize you know quarterfinals semifinals like holy cow where do we were come from we're going to be talking about them we're going to be covering them right here get the ball rolling thank you so much coach Hill uh for coming on the show again we love our weaver state wildcats uh actually if you want to know i have a weaver state wildcat helmet looking right at me uh on my desk so we're big fans uh really blessed to have that opportunity again ladies and gentlemen this podcast we're bringing on coaches we're talking about uh i guess the goal again to hear what they have to say and to kind of get a feeling of what the direction of the program is. If somebody gets on here and just kind of mumbles and doesn't really know about the program, that's where I'm like, I kind of lose a little bit of confidence. That was an amazing interview. If you go back, uh, you know, throughout the season, uh, I don't think we'll be able to, we'll, we'll pull them on. We'll probably pull them on uh, either at the end of the season or the first of next season. Uh, again, kind of talk about what we talked about now. Uh, we can also bring back coach hammer from last year and, and you're going to see, you're going to be like, Holy cow. He, he said what it was, those goals. They said, they're going out and they're achieving it don't forget about this team do not sleep on this team legit team can't wait to see what josh davis does excited to see uh where they go at the at the quarterback position i mean they have jenks that uh started a few games when constantine was 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 injured excited to see where they go on in that direction and that defense i mean uh jonah williams he signed with the the LA Rams, so he was one of our draft diamonds as well, coming out of Weber State. Excited again to see where he goes, and, and obviously cheer on the FCS players in the NFL. All right, this has been another edition of Weber State Football uh, Twenty Twenty, and get the ball rolling again. Super grateful for everybody, and uh, we couldn't make it happen without you guys submitting questions and, and you know getting a lot of feedback. Weber State was actually uh, the one of the fan favorites last year. And so we had to bring them back, and uh, we're going to continue to 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 step it up and continue to to promote these guys. Uh, be sure to follow them also on all of their social media platforms. They do a tremendous good job. Their social media team. Uh, they went back like thirty two for thirty two, and they went back and watched all of their. Uh, you can go back and watch some of their old games uh, over the years. All right, this has been it. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there. Uh, you know, sun's starting to come out. Enjoy the nice weather. Spend time with your your loved ones. Make sure to give a call to to those that you love. Uh, until next time, next week. Uh, let's keep the ball rolling.